Industrial Complex. You are watching the Notes from the Pen podcast, and I am here today with yet another, in a hopefully, uh, in a currently revolving set of new hosts. Well, you know, it's planned that it's planned this way. We need to uh, have different uh, people for different subject matter and, and whatnot. So today, I have with me a special co-host who has been a viewer for a long time, an avid viewer for a long time, who reached out to me on JPay a while back, and we started connecting, talking on the phone, and, you know, built a friendship, a budding friendship based on the show, which is my favorite part of, uh, of the positive aspects of the Notes from the Pen podcast. So I am here with J.D., who will remain unnamed for the last, uh, as far as his surname, currently, until he slips up and we to edit it out. And what's up, JD? Not much, brother. How you been today? I'm doing all right. Um, just before we we did this, JD's all rearing to go. He's ready to go. Like, yeah, I'm, I got this. I say, are you nervous? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm all right, bud. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it's, no. it's not probably not even a nervousness as much as it's a self awareness of like, okay, this isn't just me and you talking right now you know yeah i I just don't want to spaz out like i did you know when i hit you up on jpay with like nine emails in a row and wondering (laughs) did he get them is he gonna write me back yeah yeah uh, so no it's it's that that level of spaz yeah i'm sure i'll calm down yeah so we'll figure it out uh i'm not worried one of the reasons i wanted to have jd on is because we delve into some pretty good uh some pretty pretty good conversations and you usually have a unique uh, perspective or really good questions, you know. You would send mm-hmm. viewer questions back in the day. And, uh, you know, there's a, just a natural chemistry between us two. And, you right. know, with the with the with if we're sticking with the nautical theme and the boat adrift, you know, I, occasionally I need someone to jump in there and hold the wheel while I uh, try to stay afloat behind the whole thing, you know. We did our first episode yesterday with – the new co-host for the Monday morning podcast, which will be the 15-minute ones with old Douglas Stanhope last night, and it went good. Shout so, out to uh, Doug and the crew. Yeah, the old Bisbee crew. Mm-hmm. So now we're here, and uh, the trick is going to be how long it takes for us to, or for J.D. to get comfortable enough to where this is just a conversation. Just a conversation. Your mama C is uh, famous for getting super weird it's it almost reminds me of you've seen talladega nights where he's like, i don't know what to do with my hands and he's like yes <laughs> it's like that's mama <laughs> scene. It's like, it's like just put your hands down you know right. be super selfful even before we started doing the actual show i was like hey see if there's an app so we can record so i can just shoot off at the map and pontificate so some of this stuff is i can get it off my chest so right. immediately she's like well i'll start doing so then one day i call and uh, I'm talking, and then, like, halfway through, I go, wait a minute, did you figure the app out? She's like, maybe, why? 
I said, because you're being really weird. You don't talk like this. What? I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. You got it on right now, and you're being a weirdo. <laughs> uh, so um, there were a couple of times me and you were talking, and there were, there were subject matter conversations coming up where I said, ah, let's save this. Maybe we'll save this. Yeah. So uh, now we're here. We're, at the, we're on the water. We are. Um, well, what, and we are no longer thing? adrift. So, so one of the things we've been kind of talking about and and something I'm interested in is something I studied in college, um, you know, mucking around four years at a liberal arts college, uh, is communications and, and, and verbal, nonverbal communications. And I was very curious, since you've been in, has that gotten better? Is that something that's permanently changed the way you view people, read people? Obviously, you get into certain situations inside where, it's not always a verbal communication. It's body language. It's it's how you're posted up. Um, how do you think that's going to affect you when you get? I okay. So this feel this is this is great. This is what originally the show was about was um, among other things, but was about giving another perspective mm-hmm. uh, um, to the lay person out there of what it's like in here. And because I grow proximity to it because I'm doing it or taking part in it all the time, much like. Anything that happens slowly, you almost don't notice until someone else notices. So this is a good question. Um, uh, initially, I'm like thinking about, you know, how you read people. And one of the one of the problems I have, which I probably should stop saying because it, it gets redundant, is it's not just coming to prison that changed about about my situation when I did come mm-hmm. to prison. A lot of other things changed. A lot of them uh, personally and. Mentally, right? So, like, this is the first time in my life where I've been sober for a long stretch. So it's hard to differentiate, like, oh, was this always in there? Um, and I'm just, like, kind of honing it? Or is this did this come my whole cloud? I think it's always been in there, the ability to read people through nonverbal mm-hmm. cues. But it has definitely been heightened since being in here. And one of the things, this is one of my favorite rotating sayings, especially in here. Is is watch what people watch what people do, not what they say. Watch what people do. Forget about what they're saying, because in prison, you're it's like a blank slate unless you unless you run into someone that knew you in the world. So a lot of people come in here, and you kind of get to it's a tabula rasa, right? You get to just come mm-hmm. in blank slate, and and a lot of people take advantage of that, and then they tell these little lies about what they were doing, how much money they made, how many girls, and. You know, nowadays, it, it's probably a lot like the social media shit. You know, if you are going to lie, you want to have backups. You want to have, like, evidence that supports your your proclamations. And in here, we have our little tablet so people will get JPEG pictures sent. And uh, actually, you remember Catfish? So I think I actually told told this story, so I won't go too deep into it. But he kept talking about his baby mom, and when we were bunkies, I was like, let me see, you got a picture of her? He goes, yeah, he like, couldn't be. He gets up and scrambles and pulls a picture of a... Uh, Black and white photocopy of a of a girl from Maxim magazine, like a little tiny one. You could tell it was cut out. I think there might even have been like typed, like like part of an article in there. And I was so insulted that not that he would do that, but that he thought I would believe it. That I just threw it and it like fluttered like a snowflake to the ground. I go get this he, shit out of here. That's not. He you know. he pulled the Napoleon Dynamite on you then. Wait, what's that? Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Okay, you remember when he pulled out? He said, "You want to see my girlfriend?" He did the exact same thing. 
He pulled that glamour. He he pulled that glamour shout out. Yeah, she doesn't even (laughs) live around here. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, that was the same thing. But it's funny that wait a minute that the guy's name was Catfish that did that. Oh, true. Did wouldn't even have noticed. Yes. See what I'm saying? Me, Catfish himself. (laughs) Basically, went went on to tell me to catfish me about his uh, his romantic prowess. But anyways, so we lie a lot in here and. You can tell, you know, for the most part when you can weed out about 80, maybe 75% of people who are bullshit and just by listening to what they say and doing the mental math and like, wait a minute, you were rich out there, but you're wearing state shoes and an old state issued thermal that's got holes in the arm, you know what I mean? And you, you mm-hmm. never have any food. You just begged me for a shot of coffee, which is all fine, but you want me to believe that you have 10 girlfriends out there and you know, their Playboy models or whatever it is, you know. So you can you can weed a lot of that out. But some people are so adept at bullshitting, they thread the needle between um, truth and bullshit that it's hard to really tell. So in Are you case, speaking you know, about I'm, somebody that you know? I'm sorry to step on you, but are you speaking somebody that's close to you and that is a friend of the show, possibly? No, I'm not. Who okay. are you speaking okay. with? The swarthy one? Yeah. No, 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 no. He is. Uh, he is. No, no he offense is, to Blaze either, by the way. No, he is honest to a fault. Good. You know what I mean? He is a, you know, yeah. He's he's got no shame. He'll talk about yeah. No, he, real quick, listening to his stories, they're um, they're not. This is the this is a telltale sign when someone's constantly painting themselves in a good light. He's not mm-hmm. like that. He is telling you about how sh- he just pants when he was doing this or. You know, uh, Roger. Yeah, that. He, yeah. His stories are uh, appropriately self-deprecating. He's, he's, well, let him know so I was trying to cast a version. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's so on it that uh, that I have to like tell him to reel it in around some people. Like, hey, bud. Oh, hey. oh. So it you don't start the out with I tried to, I tried to suck my own. T- yeah. So yeah, he really doesn't give a fuck. But there, but so honesty can go the opposite way. I'm sorry to step on you. So honesty can go the opposite in prison. Then obviously. You're too honest. They're going to get take advantage of. Well, there's a just like in the world. You know, there's a time. No one's going to take advantage of him because he's so used to this shit. But you know, just like in the world, there's a time. You have one minute remaining. You know what I mean? Me and you should talk about our favorite porn sites. Probably wouldn't be good if you brought me over for Thanksgiving dinner with the parents (laughs) to bring it in. You know, he he doesn't give a shit. So, but because of everyone bullshit and so consistently um i just watch what people do and by that i mean are they do they tell you the truth when they say they're gonna pay you back at a certain time or if someone if you accidentally sometimes i'll accidentally quote unquote accidentally overpay someone like if we make a bet or whatever whatever it is and and i won't i'll pretend not to notice and just to see if they recognize and give it back you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, here you're a little too much, or if they don't say anything, or those. To me, those things are are really valuable little knowledge points that are worth more than the extra soup you might pay or whatever it is. I, I do that less now because it seems kind of conniving. Sure. Thank you for using GTL. And we're back, which normally we would just clunkily roll right through. Um, I'm standing here, the phone ringing, and the swarthy one walks up. And this is the first joint I've been to where we have uh, soda machines or pot machines, as they say up here. So it's like a okay. 
it's like a rich kid thing to have like a, a pop, and he rolls by and uh, just hands me a cherry Pepsi. What? Yeah, that guy. That guy. Wow. Looking out. I was on the I was on the phone with Stanhope. Name drop. The other name day. Name uh, Take it easy. Mood. I was in a real bad mood, and I was like, I was like, God damn, I need some water. And then he just comes out five minutes later with a bottle of water. Wow. God. He's my manager. <laughs> he is. He's my Shaley. Um, does he take so care yeah, of your so, writer? <laughs> no brown yeah, M and M's. No, he does. He does. He takes care of it all. He's, That's uh, great, man. He's, earn, he's earning his stripes. I uh, I don't know how much I've talked about this on the show. <clears throat> the guy, they all blend together. But I really, uh, you know, he's been down for more more years. He's been in prison more years than he's been outside of prison. Okay. And uh, he's a brilliant guy with tons of capabilities. He's just, just left alone. He will just be on action. Like this place fucked him, right? Without active intervention. And, you know, G.R. Joe, he, he'll be fine. He, you know, he had enough. He was old enough when he came here. He, you know, he's bugged out, but he's got mm-hmm. his own business avenue and with running freight and all that stuff. He'll be all right. But the old swarthy one, I got to pull him along. I, I mean, I remember making a mental decision. Like he's coming with me. He's got to come with me. And we had a little talk, and I said, "You, got, this is all I'm saying. Though I get complete veto power. You, I'm gonna, you can mm-hmm. be you until a point we reach a point. If I ever say you're not doing that, then you're not doing it." And he's like, "All right." And then we tongue kissed for like ten minutes to make it official. You have to, uh, obviously. <laughs> of course, it's a. It's a long you didn't really even have to say it. It was kind of assumed, but that's fine. It was implied. It was a, it's yeah. a long abandoned. Uh, I think it came from the the Tuscany region of France originally. It has either that or pirates? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, I've had to learn to. Uh, you watch what people do and not what they say. You watch how they carry themselves and. You watch. That's one of the things prison affords you is time and proximity, mm-hmm. right? So you got right. a lot of time and you're in close quarters. So you can really see. It's easy to maintain a con out in the world, I'm sure, when you're when you got distance and you can kind of control. But when when you're right around someone all the time, it, you know how much work it takes not to not to truly show yourself eventually who you are. Oh, I can only imagine. Well, and that's, I guess that's where I'm going with that. So now now. I guess you're going to have to imagine, but take that outside of prison now. You're out tomorrow. What's that going to look like for you with with the way you communicate where you're at versus being in the world? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on the circumstance, right? I, I, I know that being having a heightened sense of, like, people's motivation and, and little – Verbal, I mean, uh, non-verbal and even verbal cues and all that stuff can can do nothing but help. But it also came at a comes at a cost, probably to being so guarded, right? Or assuming the not the worst in people, but yeah, kind of assuming the worst in people, or knowing that it's a, not just a possibility, but could even be a probability. I'll probably have to adjust that a little bit, you know, because even when I'm talking to people in the world, like Jen, and she's telling me a story about someone, I just listening to the things they're doing as, and, and like picturing, doing the math of what they're doing. So they might mm-hmm. say something, but if it's like this weird little thing, like, oh, maybe uh, next time you should come over to my house. 
I'm instantly looking at that like, well, that's his, his environment. Or, you know, that hasn't happened, but, you know, I'm processing it like that in a way of like constantly calculating, well, what is this person trying to, to get? And I have to check myself. You know, I have to, I make a conscious effort to be like, well, not everyone's always trying to get down on you. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. But it's kind of, here it's kind of hard to, uh, to not develop some sort of something that, that'll carry over when I get out in the world. Okay. So following into that, how long is somebody in before they stop constantly having to have an angle? Okay. Um, does that make sense? Does, you know, everybody I assume in prison has some sort of angle that, you know, you know through their posturing or, you know, I came in here because I'm in here because, um, kind of flexing, I guess. Do people calm down? Does that make sense? Do people just finally just are in their environment and this is what it is? And then you start to see them for who they really are rather than coming in and saying, well, I got to pick the biggest guy because that's what I saw in every movie about prison ever. Yeah. Which which is the dumbest advice, by the way, because that guy's probably... He's going to kill you. (laughs) He's going to beat you to death. It actually, something just happened recently where there's this uh, this fish kid comes in. He looks like Machine Gun Kelly, a young, even square, nerdier version of Machine Gun Kelly, a skinny white kid with blonde hair. And he, understandably so, is like nervous and like apprehensive, but he's really not showing it. And you can tell his um, urban affectation to his voice isn't natural. He's like putting it on a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this kid is like rife for... Someone is going to use him for something because he's got, he's just got that. Like I, uh, it's a tough one. That's like a, it's a, that's like watching a wildlife thing and be like, Ooh, that, you know, that Impala is not paying attention. It's not, Oh, look at him. Oh, he's just, Oh, you're he's limping. Prancing. <laughs> no, not just that. You're just prancing around the water's edge as if there's not a crocodile. <laughs> okay. All right. Have fun. Ooh, you like see it coming. And, uh, mm-hmm. he ends up, becoming associated with one fraternity and then I guess that doesn't work out. The person goes to the hole it rides out and so now okay. he's associated with another one and kind of keeping it under wraps he was associated with another one and then that comes out and it becomes a thing and so now they're using them as a crash test dummy. They're like, okay, well, we can just take care of Go take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which he responds as yeah, no, I'm scared. That's outside of my wheelhouse, and I'm going to just stay in my cell instead, uh, uh, which now you're in trouble with, you know what I mean? And here's the mm-hmm. thing. I've said this before. That there's a unmistakable irony of people assuming that becoming affiliated with a fraternity will protect them. It almost always, if you're looking for protection or security or safety by joining a fraternity or being involved with one, you will almost certainly find yourself in a scenario where you let them down that you can't accomplish the thing they need you to accomplish, and then it will be done to you. We talked about this before. Right. And so that happens. The TV ends up getting taken, and then he's paying rent, like, really fast. Like, now, which as soon as you pay rent, as soon as someone's squeezing, and like, you're paying them to stay, as soon as that happens, that's like a black mark on your on your name forever. It doesn't matter where you go. You can never mm-hmm. be part of a fraternity. You're a persona non grata. You know, hell yeah, he was paying. It's, just, it's like one step 
uh, above being a child molester as far as like what wow it's really bad man yeah like you like people he could go to a new spot and be around a group of people and they like him and then they find out and they're just they cut him off like yeah get out of here well, you, you were paying right so it's like yeah it's like a, it's a, um what's it called the rubicon once you cross that it's there forever so he he starts paying now mm-hmm. fraternity is in a weird situation because why so you're rec- who you deem worthy of being a part of your fraternity seems to need a little tweaking because this guy clearly didn't have it in him and he uh you were ready to you know anyways the shorter version is something eventually did come up and he was forced to and he got the dog shit beat out of him mm-hmm. by a real one you know what i mean mm-hmm. by a real one and uh there were so many off ramps where I didn't, I, I'm not intervening. You can't save all these people, you know. And right. uh, he kept, he was asking for it, and just kept asking for it, and asking for it, and asking for it. Um, and he's on the highway, and I'm like, he doesn't want to go. He's not built for highway. He should be off in little dirt roads. He don't have the horsepower to ride <laughs> to drive on a high <laughs> little scooter or whatever it is. And there's a bunch of off ramps, and he's passing, passing. And then the one happened where he got the TV taken. It was getting school. That off ramp happened. He got off it, and then. 20 minutes later or an hour later, you're driving on the highway and there's a, a Segway just destroyed on the side of the highway. And you're like, I thought he got, no, okay. Okay. Well, we knew that was going to happen. You know, so, so he's an example of someone that comes and doesn't have time to drop that. And the whole time I'm going, he ain't built for this. That I can tell mm-hmm. a mile away. That shit is not who he is. And mm-hmm. so some people hopefully eventually let that down there's a difference between completely faking and you already having that side to you, which is kind of more what I what I did. I had that side to me, and I just chose to put that side front and center when I was in right. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, and then you become comfortable enough and tired at all enough to go, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I can sure yeah. you can let that down. And then there's some people who never do, and then there's some people who my favorite people, just because they're a great example of what you should do, is people who aren't built like that that are okay with it and they come and they're like i'm not i'm not a fighter i don't and their lives seem to be exponentially easier and safer than people who pretend why is that what's that why is that why i mean why do you think that is that you take somebody in there that's not willing to do the quote-unquote normal things in prison that happen to you um is it just because people are thinking they're not worth it like, it's not worth yeah, kicking this guy's ass all the time because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and not just that. There's no... There's nothing to gain. To, yeah, there's nothing to gain, but also a lot of shit that goes on in here is people getting themselves into shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and they sure. don't really get themselves into shit. And as surprising as it sounds, there is a general disgust throughout humanity like uh, we don't I've been fascinated lately by the things that we don't have to be taught to be disgusted by they're just inherent and Mm -hmm. and dislike for bullies is one of them that you don't have to be taught that you just don't like it you know it you don't like Mm -hmm. it there's bullies in here that do all kinds of mental gymnastics kind of justify to themselves and their friends what they're doing but people don't really like bullies so if you go fuck up a really old man or like the the nice kid who just wants to make everyone laugh and is like hey I'm a pussy I'm not fighting you, there's nothing to gain. As a matter of fact, you look like an asshole. And there's a lot to lose. So if that kid ends up whooping you, mm-hmm. you look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, right. You got, yeah. whooped, you, got, you got whooped by that kid. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, those guys, those guys do better. Be yourself is, is one of the things. So, uh, yeah, I see, I see those people all the time that, but here's the thing. When you say angle, this is going to give you a little insight into the way my brain works. When you said that for initially, I go, everyone's working at angle always. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just doesn't have to be like, it just doesn't, which doesn't necessarily mean like you're trying to gain like some sort of like nefarious thing, but everyone's working at angle always. That's like what social interaction is. Even Mm -hmm. if it's just like, oh, I like being around you. You make my time easier and I have fun. So I'm willing to be nicer to you or or whatever because I like being friends with you. That's like to me, like in prison, everything's an angle. And it doesn't mean it's nefarious, but. So that's like instantly where my brain went. We're already like institutionalized. Like, bro, everyone's working a fucking angle. Matter of fact, what's your angle? Yeah. What are you? Who are you? What's are my you angle? Oh man, I thought we were just going to talk about music and movies the whole time, and look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 certainly we all like gain some sort of thing out of this, right? It just doesn't. Like we were talking the other day about, like, I like making the carriage analogy. Like, you can have all yeah. these different horses, motivating factors for going in a direction, um, and you can be getting something out of a relationship with someone, but that doesn't mean it's the lead. You have one minute remaining. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't right. mean, you know, so, uh, you know, I get something out of this. We get to do a show, and I get to talk to someone that that I have stuff in common with on the phone. Yes. And, uh, so... And you, you get to be, you get to be. Honestly, I'll tell you what, you want to know my angle now that I'm thinking about it, now that you've actually presented it that way, is I feel like this is just another outlet for you. And if I'm a a cog in that machine, then I'm happy to be the best little cog I can be. So now we're talking about little cogs. Little cogs. Listen, it's not all size. It's not all size. It's not the size of the clock. It's the, <laughs> the motion in the clock, as the Sparty once said. Or it's how, it's how well it was machined. All right. Give me a second. All right. Thank you for using GTL. You're a real cog sucker, you know that? <laughs> a real, real cog sucker. Wow. You should ask this worthy one if it's okay to suck a female cog. Oh, no, I already know the answer, remember? I know. I remember. That's one of the <laughs> yeah, funniest good. things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and as far as, like, we, us talking about him, like, not giving a shit, you yeah. know, he's, he's like, kind of shown me the path to, okay, yeah, I can, especially at this point. Now, one of the things we were talking about mm-hmm. um, in our little conversation about all of the stuff that I was like, well, maybe we should say this, was I've been fucking miserable for about the last week, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, maybe a little longer. And uh, a couple of days ago, I kind of I figured out why, and it has to do with interacting in here and interacting in the world. And I, um, like, I'm out over my feet. Like, I, I've been leaning too heavily outside this fence, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I came to prison, it was a big deal for me, uh, you know, to make sure this is my universe and I'm here and this is what it is. Um, I see people living, they're doing their bits, as they say, outside of the walls, and it was tough for them. And along the way, you know, I don't want to cover the shit that I covered in stand-up one, but along the way, you know, slow, slowly but surely, like little incremental steps, I'm like, oh, I'm like really invested in this stuff going on in the world, and rightfully so. Shout out to Ghost Gerbils. Um, but in that 
context, it's created a dynamic that can just be really frustrating. Where I'm motivated and driven for all these things that benefit me, but also benefit other people. And uh, in that act, I'm inherently just the way things work in prison. I'm reliant on people out there to to accomplish it for me or to help me accomplish it. I can't do it on my own. And, uh, you know, that happens to be the people I, I fuck with, as they say, the people I love and that are close to me that all have not just jobs, full-time careers. You, Jen, yeah. Mars, he doesn't. Matter of fact, she should do more. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm messing this out in my head. <laughs> you know, but uh, the captain, he had the benefit of having two jobs. One was financial and the other one was you know, just drinking to living every day, and that allowed a lot of time, if I could catch them, actually, and then mm-hmm. not to any degree to stay for the show. And then now, you know, it's just, I guess it highlighted, it highlights when you live in outside of these walls, especially if you're trying to do something, like with the podcast or the website, it highlights, it really, really shows you your lack of freedom. You know what I mean? It highlights it. Like, you can't do this on your own. Like, you're not allowed. Right. You don't have the capability. And so you have to lean on people who it's not really fair to lean on super heavily. I know you guys are fully on, you know, just the best people on the planet. Um, but it's still, even with the willingness of all the amazing people in my life, it still doesn't make it me feel any less burdensome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, aside from that, being frustrated just by the, the lack of control. Like, if I was out there, instead of telling how someone to fix a watch, if I knew how to fix a watch, it'd be so much easier for me to just go, all right, move. And then I'd do Right, yeah, get out of the way. I got this. Yeah, and it's impossible to do it here. Yeah, see, the thing is, I you have something that people want now. You've created something that people want, but you Giant don't dog. technically have any control of. Mm. You see, yeah. so you, you're getting the fame, but you're getting it with help question mark i mean like you said you can't do it on your own so it's got to be frustrating like fuck i feel like i could do so much more if i just had a phone or if i was just allowed access to mixer uh so yeah no i feel your frustration you and i talked last night and it was it was evident um and I think that's part of the angle for us who give a shit out here is that we want this to continue because, listen, we appreciate what you say and, and we love you and we want to continue this thing till you're out for good. Yeah. Well, I uh, I had a couple of moments in the last week where I was just, uh, they didn't say like I'm done, but to entertain the idea, even like put myself there mentally, like, oh, it'd be so nice to just... To just hang it up for a little while, you know. And, and you I, could get that. You could get that notes from the pens guy to step in for a while. Well, that guy's gone. <laughs> I should. I should tap him. You're up, but and then see how much he likes it. See if it's worth even the, the couple of bucks he was trying to scam out of people. You're the new <laughs> Captain America. I'm, the shield. Shield. <laughs> I'm all right. This is yours. I made a mistake. A big mistake. Oh, fuck. I, I mean, interrupt your train of thought oh. there. <laughs> what I, uh, I wonder what that guy's doing. I should start uh, talking to that guy. Who gives a fuck? I should Maybe find out his real name and pretend to be him now. Maybe <laughs> he's, hanging out with, he's probably hanging out with Mitch. You know how happy I would be for him to be, like, you know, sitting around his group of, uh, um, I think this the website address came back to Nigeria or something. He'd be sitting around okay. his, like, I saw a documentary, too, about, like, they have, like, these big warehouses 
they have them in Israel, um, they have them in Jamaica, all for um, the money game, they call it, scam. Right. And, and uh, yeah. it's like the, that, I have to imagine this guy, Marvin or whatever his name is, is sitting uh, in his break room, like when they're allowed to have a smoke break, and he's just stressed out. He keeps like hanging his phone up, and they're like, what? what's going on? And he's like, ah, this fucking guy. This guy, I try. There's notes from the pen guy. God, they're like, you won't fucking quit calling. Oh, my God. And that's, you know, just totally fucking harassed him. Like, hey, God, what's going on now? What's in the scan game? I know. I, uh. You're being recorded. But, uh, yeah, that would be great. But along the line, so uh, being. So you were, going, you were having a moment. Yeah, and I have moments. You know, we all have moments. And one of the things I preach to people out there is like, Okay, so like you control the things you can control and learn to be okay with the things you can't control. So I, I realized that when I realized that that's what it was, it was kind of getting to me because first I had to figure out like the underlying causes of why you want to strangle everyone in your immediate vicinity. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. It's not you as you're choking. It's not, I know it feels like me. I mean, it feels like you. <laughs> I'm doing all so falling re- down right now. I realized that... Um, I have to, uh, I just have to recalibrate um, what what I, like the expectations I put on myself, you know what I mean? And uh, if, if that means that because the, the things change with the cast and stuff, that uh, I can't do an hour-long podcast twice a week, every week, because that's a pretty rugged pace now that I go back, now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. maybe do one a week and then... See, I don't get to listen to podcasts like I used to in the world, so I don't know what the format or the landscape's like out there. Because Jim said, why don't you do the 15-minute weekly ones with Doug, right? And then release like eight to ten episode seasons like twice a year. So instead of there being, you know, 100 episodes a year, there's 20 episodes a year or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, I'm like, is that a thing you can do? She's like, yeah, plenty of podcasts do that. Um and also with our viewers, I would I would almost love to just not be because that's really what was getting to me like stressing like, oh shit Friday's coming on. we got I, the thing we have recorded I don't really like and it's just shit and I don't want to put shit out there like that's a I'd rather croak than put bullshit out just to put it out you know what I mean and so I was like is it a thing like where I could but then I remember like the pebbles they know what time it is and uh, if I just missed a week would that be okay and yeah I was like yeah absolutely. So I need to, like, learn to, like, the world's not going to end. The people who, who really are on board, um, that I'm just so lucky, uh, are going to be there. And if they're not, and the ones that jump ship, then go ahead. But I, but whatever, I just reached a point where I was, everyone I was talking to for the week, I was like, something's got to give because this isn't sustainable. Like, where I'm mm-hmm. at mentally and emotionally and shit, like, something's just got to change. Well, it was something you didn't expect to happen either. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, that's... I mean, who 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 thinks, well, like I'm in prison now, I might as well start my podcast, here we go. Like, who does that? Yeah. That's pretty rare, you know. It's an op- it's an amazing opportunity for you, and you've done very well with it and taken full advantage of it, but it's not something that you were set up for. You were set up for dealing with prison life, right? Yeah. And now you yeah. start adding these little things onto it, and especially now that this thing is blown up. I mean, you were on Joe Rogan's podcast. You got to mention. Let's put it that way. You got to yeah, mention on Joe that's Rogan, dude. That's insane. huge. Are you kidding? It's Stanhope. I mean, I, whatever. I heard you through Stanhope, not Rogan. Nothing against Rogan at all. I think he's amazing, oh, no, too. Stanhope. But, I mean, Stanhope, come on, man. I get so many 
which is both a testament to I think why we clicked as uh, friends, like like real fast, like initially to where when Mama C was first sending messages to him, like I was mm-hmm. shit talking him. I was actually shit talking him about ro- riding Rogan's coattails for at first, and she's like, "Why are you keep like being mean to him?" I'm like, "Just," she's like, "I I'm, I want to delete that." I'm like, "You better don't touch that. Just send it out. Trust me." He's like, "We're cuffed." Like I I know his. I grew up. That's with these guys. That's it's fine. And she would, like, send stuff back and forth and be like, I don't get your guy's sense of humor, but okay. And I guess the point is that the big chunk of Pebble, or our viewers, are also, like, killer termites. They're, they're from sure. the, the Stanhope world, and it's, yeah, that's cool, man. And then that's mm-hmm. why this new posting on Mondays is kind of cool. It's like both worlds, like, boom, kind of yep. linking up to something that's really fucking cool. Absolutely. And then now uh, you're in my life because of it. And uh, why don't you yeah, some, some other amazing I, I mean, ones. I'm not going to come to a prison visit and tongue kiss a whole bunch, but, you know. Well, let's not. I mean, you still got to gotta, you gotta set the table. Come on. Any rash decisions. So um, <laughs> I think as far as an introduction goes, I don't know. I think we're going on like four calls. It's going to approach you. We're getting close to an hour here soon. We are. But, uh. I think this went exceptionally well. You did, you did good. I mean, Thanks, a couple brother. more cog references than I expected, but we'll <laughs> deal with it. And uh, that's what Eric's yeah. for. So, um, thanks to everyone who's reached out over the last couple of weeks. Um, new one, a new uh, viewer who won't hear this because she's not caught up yet. You know, a lot of people jump on, and they're you know they're still in the first ten. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the smallest town in England. Her name's Stella. She's got okay. a little Dotson, Dotson, and she sent a picture and wrote a nice little thing about she listens when she's uh, driving between gigs or whatever she's doing out there. They filmed Hot Fuzz there. You ever heard? You ever seen that yes. movie? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, she referenced it as if we wouldn't know. She's like, "It's really great." You probably don't. And I'm like, "Yeah, Simon Pegg. He he did a, you know, a Paul the Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead." I'm like, oh yeah, and then she, and then at the end, she's like, yeah, maybe we can chew the fat, and then she translated that as into shoot the shit. I'm like, you know, we, we know both speak English, right? Like, I know we're not chew the fat. Ouch! And so, it, was, yeah, so, so yeah, dude, very inferior right now to England. <laughs> goodness, you <laughs> were reached out, and then you know, all the other ones. You all know who you are. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, on behalf of all of you, amazing viewers. Uh, JD, no last name. JD, um, real last name unknown. Yes, Mama C, the twenty-three. Everyone, ladies, we're, um, we love you, and we are gone. We gone. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. <laughs>